KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Thursday, September 14th. What lawmakers are doing to stop emergency child care funds from expiring? More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. The CSU Board of Trustees yesterday approved a 6% increase in tuition every year over five years. That amounts to almost $2,000 extra per semester by the end of the decade. Trustees decided the tuition hike is the only option to make up for a $1.5 billion deficit in the university system's budget for the coming year. At SDSU, students like freshmen Aid and Moore were not happy about the decision. I mean, I feel like I'm sort of getting gypped already. It's an insane amount of money to pay. And I've got a lot of friends in Europe, and they're all you know, going to school for free, and I'm here paying a whole lot of money. The tuition increase will take effect next fall. Convoy Street is being transformed with new asphalt after a recently completed water and wastewater pipe replacement project. The repaving project will be broken up into two phases. In the first phase, Convoy Street between the 52 on-ramp and Daggett Street will be repaved. The second phase will continue resurfacing along Convoy Street from Daggett Street to Kearney Mesa Road. The project also includes adding separated bike lanes on Convoy Street. The work will take place on weekdays from 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. There will still be access to businesses and residences during construction. The project is expected to be completed by next spring. Have you ever seen a mattress lying on the side of the road? While the City of San Diego is partnering with the Mattress Recycling Council to hopefully prevent that, they're opening a mattress drop-off site at the Miramar Landfill on Convoy. There, you can drop off mattresses and box springs as long as they're not severely damaged, wet, twisted, soiled, or infested with bedbugs. It's open from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. on weekdays. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org. Emergency child care funds from the pandemic will expire this month. If nothing is done, centers could shut down and thousands of kids could be left without care. Reporter Tanya Thorne says lawmakers are acting quickly to prevent this from happening. $24 billion in federal emergency funding helped keep the child care industry from collapsing during the pandemic. If those funds run out, it could push providers, parents, and more than 3 million kids towards a child care cliff. We know in San Diego, it's already incredibly hard to find and afford child care. Uh, you know, if we uh, don't extend this funding, it's going to get even more difficult. Congresswoman Sarah Jacobs says around 80,000 kids and 13,000 programs in California would be impacted. So she's pushing for child care funding at the federal level. I'm really proud to co-lead the Child Care Stabilization Act, which would fund child care stabilization grants at $16 billion dollars every year for the next five years. The legislation is proposed by a group of Democratic lawmakers in the Senate and Congress. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News. 
At the state level, the legislature could vote this week to phase in a $25 per hour minimum wage for health care workers. But those efforts aren't stopping the Chula Vista City Council from also looking at it. Health reporter Matt Hoffman has more from this week's meeting. Steve Sandoval works in a sharp emergency room. He says the base pay would be life-changing. I work another 25 hours doing a second job just to be able to make ends meet. It's, um, it's really hard to be able to live here in Chula Vista. As a single parent, I've lived in my car to be able to help and take care of myself. Opponents say the increase in pay could have unintended consequences. Sharp's Chula Vista Medical Center board chair Debbie Espy says the hospital has been operating at a significant loss over the last five years. She predicts this year's losses will exceed $70 million. So if approved, this ordinance will negatively impact health care programs and services that this community needs and deserves. The proposed ordinance in Chula Vista would increase base pay for health workers to $25 an hour starting in January, while Senate Bill 525 would phase it in. In its latest version, SB 525 states proposed city ordinances or ballot initiatives for health worker minimum wages like this one in Chula Vista would be nullified if it passes. In the meantime, a majority of Chula Vista City Council members agreed to move the item forward for a hearing next week. Matt Hoffman, KPBS News. An administrative law judge is mulling over proposals that would dramatically change the way California residents pay for electricity. Environment reporter Eric Anderson says an unavoidable monthly fee and lower per kilowatt rates are likely coming, but the details are still being sorted out. A change in the state's utility code directs regulators to create a monthly flat fee based on income for most of the state's residents. The range in the nine official proposals is huge, from about $10 a month to more than $150 a month. Economist Ahmad Farouki says utilities have never based flat fees on income, and most proposals ask for large monthly fees. Even having $20 a month as a fixed charge is very, very rare. Most of them are under $15. The national average is around $11, based on a sample of 173 investor-owned utilities across the U.S. The state's three large investor-owned utilities, which include San Diego Gas and Electric, offered a joint proposal that covers about 80% of the state's residents. SDG&E asked for unavoidable monthly fees ranging from $24 to $128, depending on income. The utility Scott Kreider says the proposal cuts the per kilowatt hour cost by about 40 percent. This is not a rate increase, and we're also not asking to collect any more money from our residential customers. And SDG&E is not going to make one single penny more as, uh, as part of this proposal. SDG&E recaptures revenue from about 20 percent of its customers who have rooftop solar. The utility says that money will be used to push down the cost of a kilowatt hour the volumetric rate. But even, you know, solar customers, um, you know, they're still going to save more compared to not having solar on the roof. The Sierra Club has long opposed flat utility fees because they hurt poor customers. But the group's position has changed. Their plan's average monthly rates are less than $40, but the charge for high-income customers is more than $140 a month. The club's Nihal Srinath sees a chance to make the burden of electrification more equitable. Electrification and affordability, that's the promise of an income-based fixed charge. 
while also preserving the existing incentives in volumetric rates to conserve energy, pursue energy efficiency measures, and install distributed energy resources, such as rooftop solar and battery. The California Environmental Justice Alliance, a joint proposal from the Utility Reform Network and Natural Resources Defense Council, and one from the California Public Advocates Office, fall in the middle range. Average flat fees that are between $20 and $40, and flat fees for the highest income brackets ranging from $40 to $80. Public advocate Matt Baker says the per kilowatt rates only go down a little bit. We made a modest proposal to the Public Utilities Commission on both how high the fee is, the spreads between the income groups, and then how we would verify the income. Baker says there is pressure to make it easier to electrify the state's economy, and lower fees and per kilowatt rates can do that. we got to address the ability to electrify, which really depends on the per unit price of electricity. And we're starting to get to the point where it is becoming uneconomical to certainly electrify your house. At some point, it'll be uneconomical to electrify your car. And so we really need to get a handle on that so that we can electrify our economy. The proposal for the smallest flat fee comes from the Solar Energy Industry Association. Their proposal suggests fees fall right around $10 a month with small reductions in the volumetric rate. The California Solar and Storage Association's Bernadette Del Chiaro says the small fees are the place to start because costs will only go up. The volumetric rates are going to come down in a one-time fashion, and then they're going to tick back up, and the fixed fees are going to tick up, and consumers are going to lose really their ability to control their monthly energy bills. The administrative law judge will design a final proposal from these recommendations. It can be outright adoption of one plan, a blend of several ideas, or a plan that includes elements from all. A proposed decision is expected next spring, with state rules calling for a final ruling by next summer. Eric Anderson, KPBS News. Coming up, how hackers are sending emails that seem legit. We'll have that story and more just after the break. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Hackers try to deceive people online by sending them emails that seem to be from someone else. It's called spoofing, 
and cybersecurity experts at UCSD say it's easily done on some systems using a forwarding command. SciTech reporter Thomas Fudge has more. Most companies and agencies don't manage their own email servers. They use something like Gmail or Outlook. And cybersecurity experts at UCSD have found that some of those management companies are letting fake emails get through. For instance, Outlook manages email for the U.S. State Department. And researchers were able to use the domain state.gov to forge emails from Secretary Antony Blinken. UCSD computer scientist Alex Liu says a hacker with an Outlook account can create a spoofed email, send it to themselves, and forward it to a potential victim. This email is actually sent by an Outlook server. And state.gov does allow Outlook to send on its behalf, so it would consider the email trustworthy in this time. Getting somebody to install computer malware or reveal passwords is easier if an email comes from a person of trust or authority. Lou and his fellow researchers have told well-known email service providers of their findings so they can prevent this kind of hacking, and some have taken steps to do that. Thomas Fudge, KPBS News. A documentary about Cassandro the Exotico screened at the San Diego Latino Film Festival a few years ago. But this true story of a gay luchador from El Paso who rose to international stardom was too irresistible not to be turned into a movie. Film critic Beth Hacamando has a review of Cassandro opening this weekend. In Mexican wrestling, an exotico is a luchador who cross-dresses or assumes feminine characteristics that can challenge the machismo of the sport and the culture. In the 1980s, exoticos were often campy. You ever thought about being an exotico? No. No, no, they don't let exoticos win, no, no. But the openly gay Saul Armanderas decided to flip the script. He challenged the conventions of what exoticos could be when he took on the wrestling persona of Cassandro and did not want to merely be the comic relief that always had to lose. Gail Garcia Bernal is dazzling as Cassandro, capturing the bravado of his wrestling personality while revealing a more vulnerable and subdued side outside the ring. The film offers an inspiring story of hard-fought success, but one also tinged with bittersweet emotions. Beth Accomando, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. Join us again tomorrow for more top stories of the day. Plus, as the world marks Democracy Day, the United States system of representative government is under assault. KPBS explores whether some of the anti-democracy mindset has seeped into the San Diego region. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great Thursday.